I oh, forgot God. how to start this now. This is really does smell good. Okay, so you smell it, mm-hmm. you swish it or something. Mm. I'm trying to remember all the things you taught me to do with wine. Mm. I swish it, mm-hmm. smell it, sip it. <laughs> Ooh, that's mm, good. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, I think I like this one better than I like the apple one. I think so too. Yeah, I think the peach blend is better. This is called peach pie wine. I got it at Kroger, uh, seven ninety nine. Great deal. <laughs> it's from the Oliver um, Winery. Winery. Yeah, and it's peach pie with a hint of vanilla ice cream. I think the vanilla is really good. Like if you let that mm-hmm. sit on your tongue for a while. You can taste that vanilla. Oh, it's so good. I did good. I didn't do this on my own, though. This was recommended by Mason, who is their, Mm. like, wine connoisseur. He works in the alcohol department, and his job is just to recommend alcohol to people. I love the Franklin uh, Kroger. I know, right? They're so bougie now. (laughs) I know. It's a bougie place now. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Hi everyone, I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine Wine and Dine. Dine. So for this episode, we're starting our new trend where we pick a book and we buddy read for that month. Yeah. So instead of picking another book for the other person and we both half go through it or whatever, mm-hmm. we're going to read the exact same book together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the month of June, we picked Good Omens. Yep. Which you guys might have seen. Is it Hulu that's doing an adaptation? Amazon, I think. Amazon. I think it's Amazon. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Amazon. Okay. Um, is doing the adaptation series. It premiered May 31st. I don't know the time it's going to premiere. I just know the date. Okay. But I'm super... I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this. (laughs) I've seen both the trailers, and both the trailers look phenomenal. I will say it's filling my Lucifer hole very, very well. Because it's still... That's very... Well, if you like this book, I think you'd really like Lucifer because it's very similar. Not just in its dry humor, but in its, like subject matter well and that's what my my husband was because i was reading it of course on the couch with my with david next to me and i started chuckling and like laughing and he's like okay what's so funny about this book i'm like it's the humor it's the the witticism and just the dueling between the you know alizabob and crawley and just like how they interact with each other because it's like from day one they were like frenemies yeah. but like the best kind of frenemies like the ones that are just like you know what we're we're stuck with each other until the world ends and even when the world is about to end we don't want it to end right so before we get too into the book and what it's all about and what we thought and all that other fun stuff i have a wine for you mm-hmm. so Aside from the peach pie wine. Ugh, that's so good. It is so good. <laughs> Seriously, guys, go try it. Go to your local Kroger. Ask don't them go, for the... Don't get the apple pie one. Get it's the peach the market pie. market stand, like, collection, I think, from Oliver. Oh, so but good. I like this peach pie one. That apple one had, like, cinnamon in it, I think. Yeah. And it just wasn't... Now, the apple one was not bad by any means. I did not like it. You didn't like it, so you thought it was bad. Yeah, and I love pie. I do, too. 
That's uh, why I look the way that I do. Because mama loves You pie. look gorgeous. Don't say that. I didn't say I was ugly. I just said I was fat. There's a difference. Mm. <laughs> clink, clink it. Okay. So my mm. wine is that I am not 100% done with Good Omens. Mm. And the reason that I'm not 100% done with Good Omens is two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, thrift books kind of let me down this month did it so what happened i ordered the book mm-hmm. and usually it takes like maybe four days for books to come in not even that that's like at the most yeah you know? they're pretty fast and it's not coming in it's not coming in it's not coming in so i finally email them and they're like oh it's still in processing you know we apologize for your wait and i was like go ahead and just return it i'll just go ahead and get it on amazon it's you know i have to read i have to get this book read you know for for june mm. and I hated doing that, one, because it was only $4.19 on Thriftbooks versus $7.99 on Kindle. Ugh. So there's the price difference. But, like, I really like supporting Thriftbooks. I really think this was just a fluke. I don't think mm-hmm. this is something that happens on a regular basis because Thriftbooks is usually, like, on their game. Right. Um, and they were really polite, you know, about the whole their the whole thing. Their customer service is, a, is phenomenal. Yes. If you ever have an issue, their customer service will be on it for you, but... Um, so that was my first one was that I didn't, didn't get to me in time. Mm. But second, my husband will not let me read. Oh no. Now I'm, it's not one of those things that he's like, you're a woman. You shouldn't be educating yourself. Like it's, <laughs> it's not like that. It's that he's like, I want to spend time with you. Let's watch attack on Titan together. Let's play something on the switch together. Let's do mm. this together. And as much as I love spending time with my husband, mm-hmm. I have not had any me time to read. Aww. And so I, I hate, I hate that. I just, I know it's like first world problems. Oh, you're not allowed to read. Like, meh. but to me, it's a big deal because That's I your really, time. Yeah. yeah. And this book is so good guys. Like when we get into this, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a good book the however you say his name Aziraphale yeah I I think that's how you pronounce it I was having really trouble pronouncing his name and then the witch's name Anamintham um let me get back to it uh Agnes's Agnes Nutter's like great 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 granddaughter yeah I just passed it It, it's Anathema I think Anathema, yeah, yeah I'm anathema. almost positive that's what it is. Like that, they've was got like, some difficult names, in, names here. in here, but I love it so good. Anyway, yeah. So aside from the gnarly names, I, I pretty guess, much go crawly, not crawly, crawly, yeah. not crawly. So crowley i like the fact that they use that because now I'm automatically picturing crowley from Supernatural. Oh. Like, as this person, which I know is not mm-hmm. who they've cast. I have him on my cover. So, do you want to talk about the who they've cast for Yeah, I'm going to have to pull up the cast list here real quick. So, basically, I guess while she pulls that up, I'll give you guys, like, a really short overview of yes. what the book is about. Synopsis. So, there's a demon and an angel, Crowley and Azraphael. Yeah, I'm just going to add the blah, blah, blah. It's A-Z-I-R-A-P-H-A-L-E. Aziraphale. So there's a demon and an angel, and they really like the earth. They like where it's going. They like where it's heading. They're having fun being on earth. 
and all of a sudden it's time for the apocalypse to happen and so crowley delivers the antichrist Mm -hmm. and there's a little mix-up with the babies and they lose track of the antichrist okay and and to be fair (laughs) to honestly to be fair I don't think that was Crawley's doing. No, that wasn't. That was his black nuns doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean black as in like they're mm-hmm. black. I mean, that's what they call satanic nuns or nuns in disguise. I thought that was really, really cute. By I, the way. I think that's I, I I love what they do with this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there's a little mix up. And so they're trying to track down the Antichrist in order to stop the apocalypse from happening because they only have. What is it? 11 years from the time he's born. Yes. And like to the week. time where he gets his hellhound, and then there's only like a week for them to stop it. So, it is full of witty humor. Mm-hmm. So so good. So who do they have playing? So Aga Azareth Fell is going to be played by Michael Sheen. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And Crawley is played by David Tennant. Tennant, yeah. as in the Doctor. Yeah. Okay. So those are really going to be the main... Well, there's multiple main characters throughout this book. You follow a lot of people. A lot of demons. A lot of people that are kind Mm -hmm. of somewhat playing a part in getting the apocalypse started. Yeah. Um, It's kind of weird. And then you have little bit players that that are kind of like just a representation of what demons can do and what kind of stuff they can start. Because one of the things that Crowley says all the mm-hmm. time is that I really don't have a job here anymore because humans can think up some of the worst ways to hurt each other all on their own without my interference. Yeah, he gives a lot of credit to humans and, like, how crazy we are. I sent uh, as, as, a text to Jesse. Yeah. Um, and I think that this kind of, I wouldn't say sums it up, but it's a really, like, deep excerpt mm-hmm. because there's also some... It's satire. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. But there's also some really serious parts of it. Yes. And in the very beginning of the book, it says, God does not play dice with the universe. He plays an ineffable game of his own devising, which might be compared from the perspective of any other players to be involved in an obscure and complex version of poker in a pitch dark room with blank cards for infinite stakes with a dealer who won't tell you the rules and who smiles all the time. Pretty much. Do you want to know who they have playing as God? Yes. Francis McDonald. Why do I not know who that is? One, it's a female. I'm kind of stoked about that. Uh, but here, I can also see where... Cast. Let me look it up, too. Um, I don't think she was... John Hamm is playing the Archangel Gabriel. Yeah, no, I saw that and I giggled hardcore. Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Satan. They have some big names in this. I know, but here's the thing. So, like, where I'm at, I'm about 50% away through this book, and Satan and God haven't really, like, made an appearance. She was in Fargo. She was in Almost Famous. Nick Offerman is playing uh, the U.S. Ambassador. So, the kid's father that they think is the um, Antichrist. Young. Yeah. Mr. Young. Jack Whitehall is Newton. Pulsifer. I feel like here's the thing though. There's there's people that you know they might make like appearances in this, 
but they're not going to be like super main characters because God is not a main character. No. And, you know, Mr. Young is not a main, I think like he has maybe a few speaking lines, but not a lot. So Now, like, you never know what they're going to do with the interpretation of it, though. So true. they could make him a bigger player. Mm-hmm. Like Benedict Cumberbatch, it may just be that he's the voice of Satan. Like he may not make a whole lot of appearances, appearances. Yeah. Um. But, like, Beelzebub is played by Anna Martin. Uh, Anathema Device is played by Adria Arjona. I hope I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Nina Sosanya is playing uh, Sister Loquacious. That's cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, they have some really, really good... I'm kind of interested to see... They have Nick Whitehall as Newton. Yeah, Pulsifer. Which Wait, that with I the, love Jack Whitehall though. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty good. He's a really funny guy though. But I think the they thing picked is, the perfect funny that, cast. That character is very like straight laced, so it's gonna be like, how is he gonna be able to play a straight laced character? It'll just be different. Very carefully. Yeah, very very carefully. Because he's been in a lot of more like humor driven things. I feel yeah. like. So, but, first off, but the headliners are the are the are the two that are playing the angel and demon. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys didn't catch it and you guys want to watch Good Omens along with us, um, it premiered on Amazon Prime on May thirty first. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to catch up on uh, the last episode. Um, yeah, episode I, it's or two. supposed to be a TV series now, and that also makes me kind of. I don't know. I'm just kind of really... It's supposed to be six episodes. Are they doing it in seasons? Or are they just doing six episodes for the whole series? I think they're series? just going to do six episodes for the whole series. I wonder if they're going to do it kind of like um, Sherlock, where they're like hour-long episodes. It's almost like a little movie. I don't know. The first one is to be... Yeah, release date May, May 31st. I don't know if it's going to be... 60 minutes to an hour long. I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm just really, really, really scared. Because... A lot of the book is... It jumps. Like, there is a fluidity with the book. But then all of a sudden you're with... all these different people. Another character and another character. And now you're in Africa. And now you're back in America. And... Well, that's when we got to meet all the four horsemen, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. And I'm really, really stoked to see how that plays out in the final scene. Because um, where I'm at right now, um, Anamentham and Newt just met. Okay. And they're, and she just she knows who Newt is because of, you know, Agnes Nutter's prophecies. Um, and I'm, that's where I'm at right now is their interaction. But... What I'm having a really hard time... What I had a really hard time with was when the kids were talking. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, trying to, like, tell every each other kind of, like, the cool things. Like, they're just standing around in their little hangout spot. But, like, they're talking about... Like, Adam's talking about how... He's going to get a dog for his birthday. Or well, are you talking about the second time they talk? I'm talking about... Well, they talk throughout the whole book. But, but like, they're always down in that pit. But they're always down in that pit. And... Um, one of the times he goes and visits Anathema, and she just gives him all these, like, occultist magazines. 
Yep. Pretty much. And he's like reading about Atlantis and the Tibetan monks. And then he goes back to his friends and he's like trying to tell them everything. And there's this one boy. There's always that one kid that's like, no, that's not right. Because I watched this documentary and it was like something else. And yeah. you can kind of see Adam as a character start to like lose his cool mm-hmm. slowly throughout that time to where he's like, I have to be right. I have to be right all the time well and one of the things that they said in the beginning that kind of makes it is it nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. is they're having this discussion about whether the antichrist is inherently evil right and crowley's explaining to him he's like no it's all about how he's raised like he has to be brought up on satanist culture he needs to be brought up on this otherwise you know he's he's a little kid that has a little bit more ability to be shaped but if they were to shape them in the direction for good, mm. then he wouldn't be the Antichrist. They'd have to start over again. And they spend all that time with that one With the other kid. kid <laughs> which actually is the Young's kid. Which they named Warlock. It's a bad name. It's not a good name. I don't no. know how they convinced them to name him that. I, I followed along with... Um, Mr. Young a little bit better where he's like, yeah, I don't really like any of these names. And then he's like, I want like a biblical name, like Mark... Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then she's just like, and then she's like, no. Yeah, no, you don't want that. Why don't you name him such and such? And she's just coming up with like the worst. What are some of those names that she comes up with? Oh gosh, that's it from like the very beginning. Yeah. Um, that's like right when Adam's born or given. She tries to name him Wormwood. On page 35, yeah, Wormwood. Damien. Damien. She suggests, um, Chicane at one point. Yeah. Saul's a nice name, too. You know. He's like, I don't want anything too old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so she finally gets him to decide on Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So he names his kid Adam, which is very, <clears throat> I think, ironic for the Antichrist. For, yeah, for the Antichrist. <laughs> I love how the Hellhound just shows up, and it's like all big and it's supposed to be all big and mean. And then, and then like, he's like, Adam, I don't want a big dog. He's like, I don't want a big dog. I want a little dog. And so the Hellhound like shrinks down. And then he's like, and I will name it, and the hellhounds there is like, this is it. This is my prize moment. As soon as I'm mm-hmm. named, I'll, you know, I'll be his forever, and uh-huh. we'll take over the world, and he's going to give me a glorious name. And then Adam just names him Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just name it Dog. You know, keep it, keep it simple. So the thing is, is like... And then, like, slowly Dog doesn't, like, starts to lose his hellhoundish... Yeah, he just becomes like a regular dog that just wants to rim. wag his tail all the time. Yeah, that that really there's a there's a horrible inner inner fight between hellhound side and dog side. Well, and I think that's because like Adam isn't inherently evil. He's he's just a little kid, and I mean he's he definitely leans more towards the side of mm. I'm going to get my way. Yeah, and I'm going to be right. Yeah, and so I mean he has certain traits. They're like 11 or 12 though. Yeah. In the book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be 11. Yeah. So, But some of the other kids are like a, a few years older than him too. Yeah. But yeah, no. I'm I like the wittiness of it. I like the satire. Um but I'm really kind of nervous to see because here's the thing. Most of this book is just 
leads up to that last day when, like, Adam pretty much is supposed to, like, break loose and all of, like, all this craziness is supposed to happen. But I don't know how they're going to put that into six. They're going to have to add on stuff. Yeah. I also, one of the things that I really like in this book is that there's always this fight between mm-hmm. Azurophil and, and Crowley. Crowley as to who has the better shit. Yes. <laughs> and, well, and when you find out, like, their people are the same people. Yeah. And you're just like, and those people suck. Yeah. Like the politicians Sad. that are on their side or whatever. Yeah. No, but it's like, well, we have the better musicians. Well, we have the better choreographers. Well, we have the better food. Well, we have the better movies. Yeah, like, Crawley is pretty much going, in, basically, like, the way that he gets as a Xerophil on on this track of, okay, we got to find this kid. We got to do, do all this stuff is because, do you want it to be like, because he's like, okay, what if, what if heaven wins? Do you really want to be having to listening to the same sh- the same stuff day in day out by Bach? Because like, like that's the only composer that he got. Where as yeah. like Hell got like Tchaikovsky and everybody else. Yeah, got everybody else. But you got Bach. And then like uh, there's a is it stuck in his car or does he just really like Queen? No, so like that's supposed to be like if the if he buys a new cassette and the cassette stays there. For like so many days, it just turns into Queen. <laughs> okay. I thought that was really bizarre. Like, and that's how they communicate with each other. Yeah. I've it's seen that. Through one. the radio, and I was just like, okay, that's not not cool. I mean, I like it. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm worried. I, I'm really, really worried. A lot of the people that I've listened to talk about this book have raved about uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett writing and it's not feeling like it's two different writers because you know how sometimes you have dual, dual books and you can honestly tell the difference between writer A and writer B and how like style wise it's very very different yeah I couldn't really I mean like I've I've looked over some of Neil Gaiman's stuff I've not actually looked at any stuff by Terry Pratchett but, like, I felt like the fluidity between it, you couldn't tell which man did what. Did what. No, I never had that issue. Yeah. And I was really, really happy with that. I felt like the flow was still there. Everything is really, really good. Um, the one thing that threw me for a loop is the Four Horsemen and how that's honestly... Like, they're just there. Yeah. Like, through the whole story so far, if they've just been in different places, and that International Express guy's been going around and giving them their objects. But, like, from what I was, was brought up on, is that the four horsemen were supposed to lead the apocalypse. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, they're, they're late to the party. Like, if the apocalypse is happening already... Because that's what it kind of felt like. Because Newt's driving down the road, and this flying saucer comes out of nowhere. And these three, like, alienish beings that a child would have thought up comes out, 
and like talks to Newt, but does it in a very British way. Like accuses yeah. him of like, did you know that the ozone is 0.25, you know, kilograms off? And how dare you, you know, be driving without a motorist <laughs> check and like stuff like that. So they're very British, but they're, they're kind of cartoony at the same time. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, if the apocalypse is already happening, where are the four horsemen in all this? Because they're main, they're part of the character list. They have lines, they have dialogue, but they're not actively, like, doing anything. Mm-hmm. While I... F- and, and that's also, like, I'm like, where's Crawley in, while this is happening? Where's as in That guy's name. Yeah, that guy's name. I'm Michael Sheen. Just Michael <laughs> Sheen's character. Go. Where's he in all of this? Like, all this stuff. Adam's making all this stuff happen. Like, Atlantis has risen out from the ocean, mm-hmm. and is an exactly, it, it's exactly like Adam said it was. Like, you just have all these guys with, uh, with, uh, water suits on and helmets, and they're all, like, walking around, not giving a hoot. And then there's the Tibetan monks that burrow tunnels through the whole earth and just pop out. And they, they used to be from, um... God, I just can't even, like, wrap my brain around. No, you're fine. But it's it's all coming about, like, just as he said it would. Yeah. Like, everything as it says was going, that he had envisioned is coming about. So, like, you have Tibetan monks, like, weird Tibetan-looking people popping out of the ground like gophers. <laughs> and you have Atlantis rising from the ocean. You have flying saucers coming down. Um, he When he meets... Um, Anathema. She's talking about how horrible um, nuclear power plants are. Mm-hmm. And he decides, he, you know, he goes home and he's reading all these magazines and he dreams about the the power plant that's nearby just kind of like disappearing almost. Mm-hmm. And like it literally cuts to this random guy sitting in the control room at the local um power plant and the reactor core it turns into a lemon drop candy yep and you're just like oh okay things are happening adam has his powers but where is all that like biblical mojo that they cram down our throats well and it's not just that they can't claim cram down our throats like that's exactly how Aziraphale thinks it's gonna happen right that's something that he talks with about Crowley over and over again Mm -hmm. and so I think it's kind of funny that even the the two people that are trying to stop it Mm -hmm. and even Crowley who's probably the most responsible for starting it Mm. they don't even know how it's gonna go really like they they're not entirely sure so I think it like that convert because they have a conversation similar where Crowley is like well it'll just be how it's supposed to be and or no, Crawley's like asking questions, and Michael Sheen's character is like, "Yeah, it's it's gonna be what it's what it's supposed to be. Like it'll happen how it's planned. I don't know how it's planned. I don't." Oh, I is just... that when they're arguing about whether or not they should stop it? Yes. So I loved that because he's like, "Well, if it's all in God's design that I should start the apocalypse, then who's to say it's not in His design that you should thwart it? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know where His design ends and where it?" doesn't right because and everything is all because they always like it's um it's like irrelevant to them like yeah. it doesn't matter what they do it's it was always meant to be exactly 
So the only thing that sort of bothers me Mm -hmm. about the book is their depiction of Satanists. Now, I'm not a Satanist. I'm not... You mean the nuns? Not necessarily even the nuns, but they talk about Satanists all the time. Right. Um, Especially at the beginning. Yeah, especially at the beginning. And they talk about them in this way that all they want is blood and destruction. And No, that's how Crawley, like, states. There's, like, two different types, almost. There's the ones that are, you know, like the nuns that are just, you know... They want to do actual Satanists. Yeah, they're actual Satanists. They just want to do random acts of like bad things. Yeah, but at the end of the day, still go home and go to sleep to just fine. Wake up the next day, have their cup of tea, go about the day. See, I liked that. And but... then and then he's like, and then they're the you know extreme like. Okay, maybe I Satanists missed it when he was calling swear, like, well, and then he's like, then there's the other types that, you know, just want to, like, almost see the world burn because it would be fun. Yeah. And so I went and I looked up the 11 commandments of Satanists. Oh, Lord. Be- just because I wanted to see, okay. you know, if it was anything like what he was describing. Because, once again, I was a little bit confused reading it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I got from it was that... The, he was describing these I feel like he finds the, I feel like also the the character Crawley finds them ridiculous. Yeah. Almost. Like there's no point in ha- in, in in calling yourself that. Like Satan doesn't give a crap what you do. Yeah. He don't give no craps. He don't care. Yeah. Like his his folly is something completely different. And um when I looked it up though, like they have and I'm I'm not preaching Satanism or anything. No. no, (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But, like, they have some actually really cool commandments. Like, one is don't give opinions or advice unless you're asked. Don't tell your troubles to others unless you're sure they want to hear them. Uh, When you're in another's lair, show him respect or else do not go there. Don't make sexual advances unless you're given a signal. Uh, Wow, those are way better commandments than the ones that the other team has. Right? Yeah. Uh, Don't take that which does not belong to you. Um, and then they have others like acknowledge the power of magic. Uh, don't complain about anything to which you do not need to subject yourself. Don't do harm to little children. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, don't kill non-humans in parentheses animals unless you're attacked or if it's for your food. So don't just go big game hunting just to go hunting. I feel like a lot of those rules are honestly just built around like what wick. Not, well, I guess kind of Wiccans yeah. kind of believe in. The 11th one is probably my favorite, and I What's think it's gonna one? it's gonna how I'm going to live my life from now on. What is it? When walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. <laughs> nice. That's how I'm going to live my life, folks. <laughs> I mean, to each his own. To each his own. But, like, I never would have looked these up if it wasn't for the book. And I'm not saying that I'm turning into a Satanist or anything. Like, far from it. But yeah. it it is interesting that they give you different viewpoints in the book to look at. Yeah. Because neither Crowley nor Aziraphale is really 100% good or 100% bad. Right. Like, even, like, Crowley does good 
things from time to time. And then sometimes he also changes somebody's paintball gun to a real gun and then just lets him pull the trigger and doesn't tell him that he changed his Oh gun my out. god, I love that scene so yeah. much. That was like that's when I started like laughing on the couch and David's like, What happened? I was like, Crowley just gave somebody a machine gun and then Azimuth has to go in there and like do something yeah. else to like counteract it. Gosh. And then like you have uh when um Anathema crashed into their car and oh, yeah. it ruined her bike and then Aziraphale tried to fix her bike and he gave her a brand new bike even though she had a really old crappy yeah, yeah, bike. Yeah, she was like, I don't remember this. I don't remember this or this, this or, or this. this. And he's like, oh, oh, woman, just stop. And like, Crawley gets so mad at him. He's like, you couldn't resist, could you? You just had to get Oh, her. no, my favorite part is because he does, uh, he does it sarcastically. He's like, dear lord, please heal this bike. <laughs> <laughs> The humor between the two of them is just so, mm-hmm. so funny. And I think the two main actors will do a fantastic job. Like, from the clips that I've even seen from, like, just from, in, like, interviews and what they've shown on TV of it and on YouTube, I think they're going to be awesome. Especially when they're um, they're at, like, the, the, really, the restaurant and they're, like, drinking. Getting drunk. Yeah. I also love the fact that once they got drunk, he's like, I need to sober up. And then they basically just, like, sat up straighter and they were sober. And he's like, okay, that's done now. I wish that I could do that. But no, I can't. Yeah. I'm not an angel, nor am I a demon. I also like the fact that, you know, the book starts off with the um, fall of Adam and Eve out of the yep. garden. And, like, Crawley's like, that was stupid. Like, that was completely stupid. How, why should they have fall down dead? I feel like that's going a little bit too far. You're a snake. You tempted them. That was their, you know, that's what happens when they don't do right by God. And Crawley's going, but to drop dead? Really? Well, like, <laughs> and on top of that, he's like, and on top of everything else, if he really didn't want them to get to it, why wouldn't he, like, put it on top of a really high mountain or something? Like, putting it in the middle of their garden is kind of just asking for trouble, don't you think? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that was also, he's like, I just was told to come up here and start a little tiff. <laughs> like, that was it. I wasn't supposed to do anything. Like, how was I supposed to know that them eating that fruit would have done, like, mm-hmm. done any of this? And then, like, he stops talking for five seconds, turns to... Um, Michael Sheen's character and goes, hey, aren't you supposed to have a flaming sword? And, like, he's like, what? Are you sure that was me? And, like... <laughs> like, Car- trying to play it off. Yeah, and, like, tries to play it off. And Carly's like, yeah, no, you have a flaming sword. And he's like, no, I do. <laughs> I totally had a flaming sword. Yeah, yeah. I gave it to some humans because I thought it would help them survive. Well, and, like... What? <laughs> he, like... He's like, well, what was I supposed to do? They were cold and hungry, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> uh, uh, that's like, I love that humor. I really, really do. So if you guys want to read this, like I said, you can get it on Thrift Books for $4.19. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take my wine as a reason not to go on Thrift Books. That happened one time to me. I've been shopping on Thrift Books for like the past four years. First time it's ever happened. So I think that was a total fluke, like it's you said. Total fluke. So try it out. Um, if you just want to get it on Kindle, if you really don't want to have to wait or whatever, it's available on Amazon Prime for seven ninety nine or on uh, with an Audible for twelve ninety nine. 
I got mine at um, at Barnes and Nobles, but I had a dis I had a coupon, so I got it for about fifteen dollars. And it's the regular paperback. It's not a trade paperback. It is. It looks really cool. It's got a it's really cool cover too. So there's two covers. Same book, just two to go, two covers. Does it have one with him and one with yep. the other? Okay. So the white cover has Crawley, and then there's a black cover that has a zero fill, a zero fill on it, and it's kind of cool. Well, maybe the after this, I need to go to Barnes and Noble, and I need to get the black copy, mm. so that way we can each. Oh my gosh, no! Copy. I went so like right after we determined what book we were going to do, I ran out to half price. And I was like, hey, do you have a copy of this book? And the girl's like, well, if it was, it would have been over in the what's hot section right at the front of the store. And I was like, I've looked all over that. I can't find it. Yeah. She's like, well, hang on. So she's on the computer. She's like, it says we have 12 copies. I was like, ma'am, I guarantee you, unless they're in the back, they're not up front. She's like, well, let me come with you and maybe I can find them. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatevs. So she goes up there. She walks around the whole display. She's looking on the shelves. She she goes, I'm so sorry, but it says we're supposed to have 12 of these, and I don't know where they're at. And I was like, well, are they at any other store? There was one copy in this freaking state of Indiana. It was all the way up in Castleton. Nope, not doing that. And I was just like, that. you know what? Whoever that lucky soul in Castleton can have it. I'm going to go to Barnes & Noble's and, and get it there. So I went over to Barnes & Noble's, and my husband was with me. And he was like, well, what's it called? And I told him what's it, what it was called. He's like, and what's the author? I'm like, it's probably going to be under um, Neil Gaiman, most likely. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So he goes and runs off. I'm thinking it has to be up front. This sucker is is big. This isn't going to be one that they're just going to hide it somewhere off yeah. to the side. Especially with the Amazon adaptation coming out. Right. So I was thinking it was going to be big. So I walked around the whole middle aisle of the of the store, all the way around the front of the store. There were no displays. My husband comes running back up the aisle to me and hands me the book. And he's like, I found a copy. I was like, well, where did you find that? He's like, over in the sci-fi section in Neil Gaiman stuff. I was like, what? It's not on display? He's like, no. And there was only two copies left. <sighs> I was just like, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, maybe that just means that this is a really popular book. I'm excited. I, I'm excited to finish it because I'm not I'm not all the I way there really yet. I feel bad now. I gave you so much away. But you're oh, going to enjoy no. the Agnes Nutter scenes. I guarantee you. I would read it regardless of any spoilers. I feel like we did a really good job of not giving too many spoilers this episode. I mean, mm. we gave enough information about the book that it's still going to be worth the read. I think that they're really going to enjoy it if they pick it up. I've enjoyed yeah. it so far, even though I'm not finished with it. But I, I would recommend it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I've I've been enjoying it on my lunch breaks. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very good. I I, I already know I'm going to give this probably five out of five stars. Uh, I don't know if I would go five out of five. I'm leaning more towards four. But, you know, okay. I'm, not, I'm not even as far as you are. So maybe that'll change as I go on. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's good. It's worth it. Well, do you have anything else that you want to say? about it before we wrap this sucker up okay so neither of us have gotten to the end Mm. let's do predictions Ooh. okay so i predict that somehow they stop it okay and i predict that Mm -hmm. adam is gonna end up being good Mm. and that his hellhound is gonna end up just being a dog (laughs) 
my prediction is Adam starts to go all crazy because he's coming into all of his powers and he gets and he like maybe starts to do something like really dramatic and big and just like is completely just tired of not being heard um but then i think he's a kid so a temper tantrum goes away in a few minutes so i feel like he's gonna see all the stuff that he's doing and been like maybe like freak himself out yeah so he'll stop and then that'll stop the apocalypse from starting but then i think there is going to be confrontation between heaven and hell because they want that yeah that to happen they want the end of time so i think since we know that there's going to be a god there's going to be a satan um that is on the cast list yeah i feel like there's gonna be some sort of like maybe battle between them yeah and that crawley and what's its name aziraphale yeah that one um might have to honestly pick sides Oh, no. But they're the best of frenemies. I know. And that's what's going to be really, really hard. Or something happens in, like, the... Because in the last trailer, we get to see the witch hunters, like, working with um, Crawley and Adamimuth. <laughs> Zero fail. Whatever. <laughs> Michael Shane's character. Um... But the witch hunters are working with them. Yeah, and they, they're battling something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. So I'm like, okay, there's going to be a battle. And then we get to see, you know, Crawley be, be you know, that badass that we all think he is. And um, Michael Sheen get, has a sword at one point. Yeah. So Does he get his flaming sword back? Uh, maybe he gets his flaming sword back. I don't know. That'd be good. That would That'd be, be good. good. I, yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I'm I'm halfway through the book, so I'm hoping I can finish it up here. We're recording right now on the 25th, so I have another week. Yeah, we have just a couple more days to finish this up mm-hmm. until uh, it's time to watch that show. Yep. Once again on Amazon Prime, premiering May 31st. Not sure what time. Good omens. But I, I think it's just going to drop. I don't think there's a time slotting for it. You think maybe it'll just be like 6 a.m. It's on there? Yeah. I also wonder if they're doing then I'm gonna it be up one at episode a week or if or is it going to be the whole thing at one six. time? Yeah. Oh. Are they Netflix in this or are they? I don't know. There's no, there. that's the weird thing. There's no, there's all this hype about the show, about the book, but there's no like, other than the date. And looking up that there's six episodes, like, there's nothing telling us how it's going to go down. It's just going to go down. It's about to go down. All right, guys. Well, that's about all that we have to say for this episode. Um, I hope that you go pick up Good Omens. It's definitely worth Mm -hmm. it. Um, And that you will watch along with us and, yeah, have some fun with that. So, I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And this is Wine Wine and Dine. Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest, or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com.
All right, so I'm 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 just nervous. <laughs> I'm just so nervous. Oh, I want this to be, be so good. It's gonna be good. I can tell. With I want it to be like so that, good. If this flops, I will be shocked. 